I'm very excited about today's topic. It's something that means a huge amount to me and it is also huge in today's world of business, yet it's one that's often misunderstood. We are looking at the strength of vulnerability and the power of distinction. Just yesterday, I was chatting with a friend about the roller coaster ride of entrepreneurship. She shared with me how she felt just before she started her consulting business. And if you are already a business owner, or perhaps you're in the early stages of thinking about a new business idea, I think this is something you'll be able to easily relate to. There was a distinct moment when she felt her idea was far too unconventional. It was too her and it really scared her. She worried that it might not fit into the sleek professional boxes the business world often expects. But then she took a deep breath and she chose to move forward with her idea and begin the steps to launch her business. And guess what? A few years on, it has been that exact authenticity and her uniqueness that have helped to capture her audience's heart and have helped her to carve out a niche in her industry. It's a niche that no one else has been able to fill. And today, she has a highly successful new business with huge and exciting growth potential. It's stories like these that remind me of two transformative books that have helped to shape my approach to business and life. And these are two books that I shared in an earlier episode. Number 017. We'll leave a direct link if you'd like to hear the other books that I recommended during that episode. But coming back to this episode, and the two books we're focusing on are Brené Brown's Daring Greatly and Seth Godin's Purple Cow. These books, much like my friend's experience, challenge us to show up as we are, bold, unique, and yes, sometimes a bit vulnerable. So whether you're listening in from a bustling city office or perhaps a quiet corner of your home, this episode is a nudge to embrace the real, raw, and remarkable aspects of who you are and what your business stands for. I'm really looking forward to sharing how embracing vulnerability and striving for distinction can not only set us apart, but also lead us to a level of success and fulfillment we never thought possible. Welcome to Passion to Profit, a weekly podcast to help support big-hearted creative thinkers, small business owners and entrepreneurs to transform their knowledge, expertise and passion into successful and profitable businesses. I'm Philippa Craddock and I'm obsessed with all things business, marketing and strategy. I left my corporate role over 10 years ago to pursue a huge dream. In a few short years, I grew my design-led business from kitchen table to a seven-figure global brand. Today, I want to help you to establish and grow your business. Think of this as your go-to resource for all things business, marketing, and strategy. I'll break down complex topics and I'll strip away all the jargon so that you can focus on what really matters. Grab yourself a seat and a notepad and join me every week. Welcome to the Passion to Profit podcast. In the world of business, vulnerability is often seen as a weakness, something to be concealed behind a facade of unshakable confidence and stoic professionalism. But what if I told you that the very heart of innovation, connection and leadership lies in our willingness to be vulnerable? 
Let's look at this in detail. Vulnerability, as defined by Brené Brown in her groundbreaking book, Daring Greatly, is a study of belonging, of joy, courage, empathy, and creativity. It is the source of hope, accountability, and authenticity. If we want greater clarity in our purpose or deeper and more meaningful spiritual lives, vulnerability is a clear way to achieve this. In the context of entrepreneurship, vulnerability is the courage to be imperfect, to admit we don't have all the answers and to ask for help when we need it. It's about showing up and being seen, truly being seen for who we are and what we believe in, even when there are no guarantees. And here's the key message. When we as leaders embrace vulnerability, we create a culture of trust and one of innovation. We encourage risk-taking and foster true collaboration. We build businesses that resonate deeply with our customers because they can see the human heart behind the brand. Something that I heard and learned recently as I've been studying a little more about social media and specifically Instagram, Rachel Pedersen, a social media business coach, shares that often success with Instagram comes down to four things, each starting with the letter V. The first is to create viral content. This can be achieved through creating posts and reels that tap into current themes. Next is varied. This is where you're purposefully looking to post messages that will create differences of opinion so people are engaged in the comments. Next is value, where you provide something that genuinely helps others. And finally, and this is the key, is vulnerability. To share aspects of your real life. The accounts that often do well are the ones where you see the real side of someone and a little bit into their lives. It need not be their entire lives. In fact, that is something I would never advocate. But it's so good to hear that the overly polished and creating a seemingly perfect grid of images and videos is never going to help and support your growth on any social media platform. Now, let's look at some leaders who've turned vulnerability into their superpower. Think about Howard Schultz of Starbucks. He openly shared his story of growing up in a poor housing complex and how it shaped his vision for a company that would not only serve coffee, but also one that would create a sense of community. He wasn't afraid to share his past, his fears and his dreams. And look where that authenticity took Starbucks. Or consider Oprah Winfrey, who built a media empire on the foundation of her personal journey and struggles. She shared her vulnerabilities with the world, from her difficult childhood to her challenges with personal health. And in doing so, she's created a powerful bond with her audience. They trust her, they relate to her, and they follow her. And it's not just individuals. Companies like Patagonia and their commitment to environmental activism show us that when you stand for something greater than profit, when you dare to say this is who we are and this is what we believe in, you do so much more than sell products. You inspire movements. These examples shine a light on the might of vulnerability They show us that when we stop spending our lives running from discomfort and instead allow ourselves to be seen, truly to be seen, we can transform our businesses and touch the lives of others in quite profound ways. 
So as we move forward in this episode, I would love you to think about the areas in your own life and business where you can be more vulnerable. Now, this is not just for the sake of it, but looking at the areas where it feels genuine to be vulnerable. Where can you show your true self? How can that authenticity perhaps become a significant cornerstone of your success? The power of vulnerability in business is further backed by a wealth of knowledge from leading experts in psychology, business and leadership. In addition to Brené's words, I would love to share three quotes with you and I found these quotes hugely helpful. First, we have Dr. Alex Richards, a psychologist who specializes in leadership dynamics. Dr. Richard tells us, vulnerability and leadership is not about oversharing or displaying all of one's emotions. It's about the courage to be human, to acknowledge uncertainty, and to foster an environment where team members feel safe to contribute their own ideas and feedback. This human-centric approach often leads to higher levels of engagement, creativity, and loyalty within organizations. Next, we have insights from Ella Jameson, a renowned business coach who has mentored plenty of incredible entrepreneurs. Ella says, The moment an entrepreneur embraces their true self, including their professional challenges, is the moment they start to build a brand with a real heartbeat. Customers don't just buy into a product or service, they buy into the authenticity of the person or team behind it. And finally, Michael Tan, CEO of a tech startup that's been making waves for its radical transparency. He shares his experience. Being open about the struggles we face in the early days of our startup, especially during investor pitches, was risky, but it paid off. Investors saw the potential not only in our product, but in our honest approach to solving problems. That's what they invested in, our potential to grow and overcome. These perspectives from Alex, Ella and Michael highlight a common thread. Vulnerability, when navigated with intention and wisdom, it's a compelling force in business. It connects, it inspires and most importantly, it humanizes the often impersonal facade of the corporate world. Now, carrying these expert insights with us, let's shift gears and talk about how you can bring the power of vulnerability into your own business practice. It's really important here that we are completely genuine. Our customers are smart and inauthentic vulnerable stories can be spotted a mile away. This is not about becoming a victim. It's not about crafting stories for impact and attention. It is about authentic vulnerability that enhances your story and your brand. When we share our challenges and fears, it must come from a place of truth and a desire to connect, not from a place of seeking sympathy or creating a narrative for the sake of engagement. To ensure that your stories of vulnerability are received as genuine, I would love you to consider these five points. Number one, reflect before sharing. Take the time to truly understand your own story. Reflect on the lessons learned and how they've shaped your business and values. This self-awareness will shine through and resonate with your audience. Number two, purposeful sharing. Share with the intention of uplifting, educating, or inspiring others, not 
just for the sake of sharing. Your story should have a clear purpose and contribute to the overall message of your brand. Number three is respect boundaries. It's essential to set boundaries around what you share. Vulnerability doesn't mean bearing everything to everyone. It means being open about what is relevant and respectful to both you and to your audience. Embrace imperfection. Acknowledge that it's okay not to have all the answers. Your journey, including the missteps, can be powerful teaching moments for your audience. And finally, consistency is key. Your narrative should align with your brand's actions and values. Consistent behavior builds trust, and trust is the foundation of any strong relationship, including those with your customers. By adhering to these principles, you can ensure that your stories of vulnerability are both authentic and they're in alignment with the heart of your brand. This genuine approach will not only enhance your story, but it will also fortify the trust and connection that you have with your audience. As an example, like all of us, There are many, many stories of vulnerability I can and will share, but each time I share them, I do so in the hope and with the clear intention of empowering others so that others can feel that whatever it is, they can achieve it too. For example, I openly share my challenges with dyslexia. In fact, I actually see it as a superpower, not as a barrier of any form But if I go back to my early years at school, that original very strong feeling of not being good enough, no matter how hard I worked, and also looking at specific aspects of running a business, including things like copywriting, it has definitely made things a little more difficult. Now, of course, incredible situations have come from those areas of difficulty, and we all know there are incredible positives with dyslexia, but... It's the areas where challenges have come up. This is where it can be hugely helpful and empowering for others to hear. And knowing that if you feel similar, that you are not alone. I've had to overcome my dislike and the somewhat intimidating feeling when it comes to writing. And as I have found these game-changing solutions by sharing the full story, I know it will help so many others who feel similar. And it's important to know that my journey is so far from perfect. In fact, I can support and help other people so much more from the challenges I have faced and the solutions I have found from those challenges, the ways that I have overcome them significantly more than from the aspects that I find easier and more natural. And quite frankly, those are really, really boring stories. And as a side note, if this particular example resonates, you'll find episodes 013 and 016, both on copywriting, incredibly helpful. Head to those after this episode. I'll leave links in the show notes for you to both. Next up, we'll explore how to pair this courage of vulnerability with the audacity to stand out, to be that proverbial purple cow in a field of sameness. In today's saturated market, being just another face in the crowd isn't going to cut it. It's the necessity of being distinct that sets successful businesses apart. Let's paint a picture. Imagine you're driving through the countryside and all you see are fields of very similar looking cows. And then suddenly there's a purple cow. Yes, a purple cow. It's so unexpected. It's so 
different that you can't help but stop and take notice. This is the essence of Seth Gordon's Purple Cow. The idea that being remarkable is no longer an option for your brand, it's a necessity. Seth's book, Purple Cow, challenges us to put a purple cow into everything we build and do to create something truly noticeable. It's quite simple, really. In a world of brown or black cows, your business needs to be purple. That means creating products and services that are worth talking about, not because you're louder than everyone else or strange and odd, but rather because you are different in a wholly positive way. Now, how do we translate this into action? It's all very well talking about how we can be distinct, but how do we actually put this into practice? First, it starts with the product or service itself. It has to be outstanding, not just in quality, but in concept. It has to solve a problem in a way that hasn't been done before, or it has to address a need that's been largely ignored. Take, for instance, the revolutionary design of the Dyson vacuum cleaner. James Dyson looked at the common vacuum and he saw a way to make it better, more efficient and without the need for a bag. It stood out. It was absolutely discussed. It was in every sense a purple cow. Then there's the story of Apple. They didn't just create another computer. They designed an experience. Their products, their marketing and their retail spaces all speak the same language. That of innovation, simplicity and aesthetics. They dared to be different and their distinctiveness made them not just a brand, but a cultural icon. Now, these are huge company examples, but you don't need to be a massive tech giant or a global enterprise to be a purple cow. Remarkability can be found in businesses of any size. Take, for example, Little Blue Bakery, a small patisserie in Charleston, US. When they first opened, they were just another bakery amongst many, many others. But they decided to do something unique. They started using local heirloom grains for their pastries, grains that were almost forgotten in that particular region. They weren't just selling pastries and croissants and cakes. They were reviving a legacy, telling a story with every bite. Their commitment to local agriculture and history turned them into a destination. People didn't just come for the pastries, they came for the experience, the story, and the sense of connection to their community. Little Blue Bakery became a purple cow by embracing what was authentic to them and to their roots. A further small business example, this time in the UK, in the heart of Yorkshire, there is an amazing brand that I've recently come across and I've since become a loyal customer. They are successfully redefining luxury and sustainability in fashion. The brand is called Herd and it represents a mindset that goes far beyond the usual sustainability rhetoric. Their philosophy is rooted in a profound respect for the lands and soil, embracing a place-based materials-first approach. This is where the elegance of age-old tradition meets uncompromising planetary values to create what they call modern heirlooms with heritage sensibilities. What truly makes Herd a purple cow in their field is their commitment to honouring native locality by collaborating with local craftspeople. 
These artisans have honed their expertise over generations, ensuring that each piece of Herd's collection strengthens existing ecosystems and it weaves webs of connection that benefit stakeholders at every stage. Their signature Upland yarn is a testament to their dedication to quality and locality, made from fleeces sourced just within 150 miles of the farms in Yorkshire. Herd capitalises on the perfect climate and rich green grass that rivals cashmere and quality. This yarn is the golden thread that runs through Herd's narrative, a narrative of luxury, but one without compromise. Now, this isn't an advert for Herd. They are simply a brilliant example and one that has really recently stuck out for me. Herd isn't just dreaming of blue skies and green grass. They're manifesting a new and necessary way of life through their work. This is Herd's Purple Cow. It's a rich tapestry of respect for tradition, environmental ethics, and the art of creating something that doesn't just stand the test of time, but is one that enhances the fabric of life itself. This is how small businesses can stand out. And wonderfully, there are thousands of examples out there. It's about finding what's authentic to you, what's genuinely different about your story, your approach, or your product, and then shining a spotlight on it. Whether it's through your ingredients, perhaps it's all about your craftsmanship, or it's your customer experience, there's something distinct about every business waiting to be discovered and celebrated. And what about you? How can your business be a purple cow? How can you ensure that your ethos is not just a tagline, but a tangible reality that your customers can feel, see, and really appreciate? Think about what you can offer that is genuinely different. Is it perhaps exceptional customer service that makes clients feel like VIPs? Is it a unique packaging that is eco-friendly and really turns heads? Or perhaps it's a commitment to a cause that's not just painted on, but it's something that's integrated into the very core of your business. This is not at all about gimmicks or being different for the sake of being different. It's about finding the true essence of your brand and magnifying it, making it so integral to your offering that it cannot be ignored. It's so important that we understand that the market is full of black and brown cows, but there is always room for a purple cow. I'll share a few strategies with some practical steps in a little bit to help you discover and develop your business's unique purple cow. So far, we've looked at vulnerability and distinction as separate entities. Now, I would love to explore the point where they intersect, where the courage to be vulnerable meets the boldness to be distinct, because I feel that this is where an incredible opportunity with entrepreneurship comes to life. Now, imagine a tapestry where each thread represents a story, one of failure, perhaps of a lesson learned. Now picture a pattern emerging, one that is unlike any other. This is the embodiment of a brand that dares to be both vulnerable and one that also dares to be distinct. Anya Heimarch, a visionary in the fashion industry, exemplifies this with amazing clarity. Anya's narrative isn't just about the beautiful bags and accessories that bear her name. It's about the human touch behind every design, the willingness to share the ups and downs of her journey. 
I shared in an earlier podcast episode, this was number 017, that Anya once faced criticism from her own board of directors for being too emotional in her business decisions. Yet, and I love this so much, in a defining moment, she absolutely stood her ground. She insisted that it was that very emotion, that heartfelt connection to her work, which fueled her brand's remarkable success. Here, we see vulnerability and distinction not just coexisting, but synergizing. Anya Heimarch's brand stands out, not only for its aesthetic appeal, but for its authenticity. It's a brand with a story, it's a brand with a soul, and it's that soul that resonates with her customers. And it's one of the reasons her brand has gone on to collaborate with some of the world's most recognized brands. They see the huge value in her brand's ethos, and they are thrilled to have the opportunity to partner with her, to extend and gain value from her remarkable and honest ethos. And it's the reason why her collaborations have sold out in mere minutes. These collaborations have deep meaning behind them, and customers are keen to buy into this with extraordinary actions of support and eagerness. Now, let's translate this into something that is truly actionable for you. Consider how your business can embrace these principles. It begins with introspection. Identify your unique experiences and perspectives that shape your business values and vision. Share these authentically with your audience. Then look at what sets your offerings apart. Is it your innovative product design? Perhaps it's the exceptional service you offer. It could be your commitment to sustainability. Whatever it is, this is your distinction. I would love to share a few strategies and a series of steps to really help guide you on this. If you take a piece of paper or perhaps a notepad or open a new document on your computer and write down one sentence, just one, that encapsulates what makes your brand truly unique. Think about what you offer that no one else does. This could be your backstory, or perhaps, as I've mentioned a few times, a unique approach to your customer service. It could be an innovative feature of your product, or it could even be your brand's commitment to a specific cause. Now, this isn't going to be something you're going to do immediately. It's something that you can keep on refining. Keep on refining the sentence until it feels absolutely right. This becomes the start of your standout statement. And it's something that you can communicate, perhaps in a pitch, you can put it on your website or as part of your social media bio. Now, I hope from this, there are so many different ideas that you could be writing about. But if you find this at all difficult, I completely hear you. And please, please don't worry, because there are clear ways that you can still work on this. A couple of ways you can do this is by asking your friends or family or your most loyal customers what they believe makes your brand different from others. You'd be quite surprised as so many people love to help and people always love to share their opinions. And this can provide valuable insights. You might well be surprised at what aspects they find distinctive that you just hadn't considered before. And then go back to your notepad or to your computer and bring the ones that resonate most with you into your sentence. Taking this a step further, identify small specific elements of your business that embody your unique values or offerings. Going back to the very first step, to give you a few more examples, 
These could be the materials you use. Perhaps it's a different type of stories that you share, or it could be aspects about the uniqueness of the people on your team, the way you package your products, or your daily routines that reflect your brand's personality. Create a series of short, engaging posts for social media. Think perhaps a day in the life, or perhaps you're taking people behind the scenes in short, sweet snapshots. These micro stories are digestible, they're engaging, and they showcase the distinctive aspects of your brand in a way that's easy for your audience to understand and to appreciate. By embracing these practical steps, you move beyond mere theory into the realm of lived experience for your brand and for your customers. It's about continuous evolution. So remain open to learning, adapting and absolutely growing as you go. And the interplay of vulnerability and distinction doesn't just add color to your brand. It makes it unforgettable. It's what will draw your customers into your story and keep them coming back for more. It's really important to understand that vulnerability and distinction must be communicated consistently across all your channels. So things like your website, social media, customer service, and even across your packaging. Every touch point is an opportunity to reinforce your unique story and all of your values. As you implement these principles, you'll notice something remarkable. Your customers will start to see your business not just as a provider of goods or services, but as a living entity with its own character and narrative. They'll come to you not just for what you sell, but for what you stand for. They'll become not just customers, but fans, advocates, and part of your community. I would love you to take with you the knowledge that the combination of vulnerability and distinction is potent. It can absolutely transform your business from a mere player in the market to a beloved brand with a loyal following. Now, it's your turn. I would love to turn this part of the episode over to you. First of all, I would love to hear about your experiences with vulnerability and distinction. Have you taken a leap of faith that has absolutely paid off? Did you find a unique angle that elevated your business? I would love to hear your story and your experiences. You can send a voice memo through Instagram. You can send me a direct message or you can send an email via news at philippocratic.com or perhaps even tag me in your posts. Your story and thoughts could be the inspiration someone else needs to take that crucial step towards embracing their own authenticity within business. I'll leave links to all of these and the ways that you can contact me within the show notes. To show you just how important your questions and comments are, I would love to share two here. One that was shared on Instagram recently and another that was asked during one of our recent online masterclasses. They both directly link to this episode's topics on vulnerability and distinction. The first one, how do you balance personal vulnerability with professional boundaries? Now, this is a brilliant question and the key is to share purposefully. Be intentional about what you share, ensuring it aligns with your brand values and that it serves your audience in some way. It's not about airing personal grievances. It's about sharing insights that can inspire and connect. 
The second one was, I shared my startup's challenges on social media and the response was overwhelmingly supportive. Now, this is so fantastic to hear because it's proof that when you open up, not only do you give your business a relatable face, but you also invite your audience to the root of your success. It's a brave move that can strengthen your community. Your stories and the way you engage with your audience aren't just another business strategy. They're the heartbeat of your brand. Your openness and uniqueness are not just seen, they are truly felt and remembered. I would love you to be bold, to be brave, and together let's continue to build a community where vulnerability and distinction are not just accepted, but they are truly celebrated. And I would love to hear how you get on. Please do let me know. It honestly means the world to me. When I hear from business owners, when they've taken ideas that I've shared in the episodes, when they put them into action and they've made a genuine difference, I love hearing that. And likewise, if you have any questions at all, you are always welcome to contact me. Links will be available in the show notes. I would love to keep this conversation going because your insights are invaluable and together we're building something pretty extraordinary. As we come to the end of this episode, let's summarize our conversation. We've embraced the intertwining paths of vulnerability and distinction and we've discovered how they're not just complementary, but they're crucial to the tapestry of a successful brand. We started by exploring the power of vulnerability, the strength that comes from showing up authentically and the trust it builds with our audience. We talked about the necessity of being distinct, of finding and nurturing that purple cow within our business that makes us all unmistakable in a field of sameness. Through the hugely inspiring story of Anya Highmuch, we saw vulnerability and distinction in action, how emotional investment and a commitment to authenticity can propel a brand to remarkable heights and coveted collaborations. The key takeaways from today are vulnerability connects us, distinction sets us apart, and together they create a business that is not only seen and heard, but a business that is truly felt and remembered. But beyond these insights, remember this, your business is a reflection of you. Every struggle, every unique idea, every genuine interaction, they are all chapters of your story. So I encourage you to dare greatly. Embrace your vulnerabilities as assets. Seek out what makes you distinct and wear it proudly. Because in the end, it's those businesses that are brave enough to be both vulnerable and distinct that don't just survive. They are the ones that thrive. Take a deep breath and make a commitment to yourself and your business. Commit to being vulnerable. Commit to being distinct. Commit to being your own version of a purple cow because your brand, your vision, your business, they deserve nothing less. Thank you so much for sharing your time with me today. Until next time, keep daring, keep dreaming and keep building those businesses that change the world one purple cow at a time with huge love. <laughs>